0: All right, Lady Ballers, we have a pretty special episode today, so excited. right? excited! Our idol, the idol to many people, right? Julie Fowdy. She's so incredible. Absolute
1: yeah. Lady Baller. Yeah.
2: Yep. She was a trailblazer on the U.S. Women's National Team. She won, what, two World Cups, the 91 and 99 World Cup. And In the she- Olympics. And the Olympics, yeah. She is just—she's somebody we've looked up to since we were players when we were younger, and it's just so surreal being able to speak to her and see
1: her at soccer events. Like, it's, it's and I, unbelievable. I feel like she even inspired our podcast a little bit because she's, she's got Laughter Permitted, mm-hmm. where she just has this, like, real talk kind of thing. So I'm actually really excited that we get to real talk with her. Yeah,
0: she's so cool. I mean, and the nice thing about her is she's still in the soccer world. She's an analyst now for uh, ESPN. ESPN. And um, we see her at all the games, and she's just like so cool. And she speaks her mind. Mm-hmm. She's not trying to like stay within the lines and only say things that people want to hear. She speaks her truth, um, which we love. But um, and she also just does so many great things for for the soccer community, all of her um, her leadership camps, and for the Women's Sports Foundation and everything. So it was really fun talk with her. So enjoy, yeah, guys.
1: Enjoy it. Hello.
3: Hello. Julie.
0: What's happening? How you doing?
3: Good. How are you? We
0: are splendid. We're so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much.
3: No worries. I'm just looking at all these podcasts I haven't listened to. Damn.
0: <laughs> what kind How of long podcast? Do you
3: typically go. Here they are. How many episodes have you had? Oh, that's
2: oh. a good
0: question, actually. You should probably know that.
2: Um, <laughs> but we've been podcasting since the world Cup, around the World Cup time, and we try to do every Friday. So when you do the math, <laughs>
1: that is...
0: <laughs> you do the math, Carly.
1: I can't. I'm not uh, the
0: one.
3: I can't. <laughs> so oh, that's so awesome. Look at all these. I'm just scrolling through. I should have done this earlier. That's okay. Me. I'm like, shit, two minutes before we're about to go. Let's go check it out. Listen,
2: you don't have time. You're a busy woman.
3: <laughs> I have time <laughs> This is so great I'm proud of you guys Look at this Thank you oh, see, We label our Episode 1 Episode 2 Episode that, 3
0: See that would help with this though <laughs> Yeah that would have helped us Give you a better answer <laughs> I
2: know I'm looking at on so much
0: <laughs> So what's going on?
3: How are you? We're good.
0: good So you're in California right now? I'm home Nice I've been
3: trying to stay home Yeah I go through these Um Major like I don't want to get on a plane ever again. Moments, yeah. And, I feel and, you um, with that. And then I, I know, and then I and then I come back. I snap back because <laughs> my life is that. But I'm in one of those like yes, I'm just going to say no to everyone and everything and stay home. I'm
1: going to commit to my couch
2: yeah. as hard as I can. Where is home for you? Yeah. What, what's your address? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what what town do you, what town do you live in in California?
3: We're, I'm down It. I'm like right in between LA and San Diego in this little sleepy beach town called San Clemente.
2: Nice. That's so nice. We're so jealous. I mean, the weather here is pretty yeah. good right now, but usually New York winters are not fun. Yeah.
3: Where are you guys in New York? Are you in Manhattan? Yep. Yeah.
0: We are.
1: are we're currently great? in the Bleacher all-
0: Report um, studio. So the sound quality is going to be very crisp and clean. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
3: I have my AirPods on, so hopefully that helps.
0: Yes, you sound great. Um, So are you watching the uh, Olympic qualifiers at home?
3: I have been, and then I'm going to go to the one on Friday because they come here.
0: Nice. What are your thoughts so far?
3: Well, I mean, it's hard to tell because there's not much competition, but... I thought press was goals last night. Holy oh, shit. my God. She, she could shoot with both feet. Like, it's nothing. Right?
1: But, like, so composed. Like, yeah. she looks so relaxed yeah. doing it, which was amazing because I yeah, was Yeah, not... and just
3: beauties. Like, those were – I just wish – we just did a segment for ESPN FC about this. I was saying I just wish she was a little more consistent with that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you get these flashes where you're like, ah, oh, yes, and then – it's dormant for a while. And then she has flashes and I know that's the life of forward sometimes, but Mm -hmm. yeah, well, so much upside. Yeah. She, she lives
2: near, um, I think near where the next game is being played, right? Maybe she'll, she'll show up for her hometown. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually.
0: That's true. That's true. So yeah, we just wanted to, I mean, we know everything about you (laughs) because you're (laughs) one of our idols, but we want our like lady ball listeners to kind of hear your story. Um, so we'd love for you to tell us like a little bit about, um, like where you all, where you started. Um, so you grew up in San Diego, right?
3: Oh my God. You want me to go all the way back? (laughs) Let's,
0: we'll quickly go through. (laughs) (laughs) Give us us the highlights.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's, well, look this it seems so funny to go back like that, but there are so many girls that I think like, see where they are now, and then they look at where all these incredible, amazing mm-hmm. women yeah. are, and they can't put the puzzle pieces together to, like, how to get there. And it, it seems so far-fetched and so unrealistic for them to yeah. maintain it. So when you go back and you hear these stories of, like, how they grew up or how you played in college, things like that, it, it puts in such a real perspective for them. I think it's so important because it makes them dream bigger, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: well, I, I have the most boring background story because <laughs> I grew up in, like, white suburban middle-class neighborhood in Orange County um and but the the positive was um not that that's a negative but uh, <laughs> it has its limitations um soccer was just getting started so literally women I'm uh, I just turned 49 I like to say just um, but women who are maybe, like, a couple years older than me who grew up in the same area were like, oh, no, there was no soccer. I was like, yes, there was. <laughs> but I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it turns out, like, I think the year I started playing was one of the first years that they had rec- a rec league when AYSO started here. It was, like, eighty, early 80s, maybe. Isn't that amazing? Um, or late, late 70s. Yeah, so um, I was, like, my timing was perfect. So I... Um, but I did everything. I mean, I played soccer, of course, but I uh, I did everything. I was a little tomboy and two older brothers and an older sister. I was the youngest of four, so I just, you know, it's like my mom was done having kids and uh, paying attention to them. So <laughs> they, were, they were very, no, that sounds terrible. They were very laissez-faire about their parenting. Like, just be home by dinner. She's like, you know? here's your brother's like a,
1: clothes, just be home
3: by dinner. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like out playing tackle football and um, so, and it wasn't, and you know, and back then, which is what makes me so sad about the sports nowadays, it's like you played everything yeah. mm-hmm. and you played everything until you went to college. And so, you know, I played volleyball in high school. I ran track and field. I played softball. I did soccer, you know, all through my careers. And it wasn't until I got to Stanford that I actually just focused in on soccer. And that was a little bit begrudgingly. I was like, Ooh, I want to do some more. I want to do volleyball. I wonder if I could do this. I wonder if I could do that. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's very different to today's world where you know I have eleven and thirteen year olds and that are committed, I'm fighting, to fighting with coaches, coaches all the time because they want them every day, all day, all year. And I'm like, oh my god, you people are insane. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's
0: so Back different. Off. They specialize at such a young age nowadays. Yeah, they're like committing to. They know where they want to go to college. Yeah, like it's wild. At the age of eight. <laughs>
3: At seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> They've already got scholarships by nine.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you went to school. And then, so were you playing at the, on the national team during college? I was.
3: So I got, because back when we got on the national team, Mia, myself, and Christine Lily. So Lil and I were 16. Mia was 15 with the sweetest mullet you've ever seen. <laughs> and... I mean, and still today, she doesn't talk much. But, like, Mia just had these big brown eyes, and she looked like this Bambi in headlights, right? Like, oh, what the hell am I doing here? (laughs) Um, And then she got on the field, and you were like, this is what you're doing here. Um, Because there there was really no youth national team option. I mean, we always say, like, yeah, they they couldn't shove us anywhere else because there wasn't other teams, right? It was so early into the process where the – do you want the story of how we got on it, too? Yeah, yeah. give us it all. So one, one summer, I was doing, like, ODP, Olympic Development Program, and I just started. And I literally, this was when I was 16. And, um, and they say, oh, well, you know, you're going to go to this camp and try out for the regional team. And I made the regional team. And I was playing up. So I was, you know, 16 years old, but I was playing, I think, with the under-19s. And um, and I had no idea. I was just playing, like, my local club, and our club was good, but I didn't know. And then, I, you know, they're like, oh, you made the regional team. You're going to go to another camp in, you know, Minnesota. And I was like, wait, what? And you're going to try out for the youth national team. They're bringing all the different regions in, and they hadn't haven't done this in a long time, but we're doing it this year. So they put me on a plane. I literally would call my mom. I'd be like, send more money. I'm going to... I'm going to Minnesota, and she's like, what? I'm like, I don't know. I know, I guess. So I went with the Western Regional Team, and all the other regions were there, and they did this little, like, youth national team camp and selected a youth national team, and that's where Mia, who is 15, myself, Lil, I mean, Carla Overbeck was on that team. I think Brandy was on that team, Joy Fawcett. um, Who else? Linda Hamilton is an older— name you might recognize from the 91 anyways world cup so they're like UK okay, you've made this youth national team and now you're going to go play in this tournament and blame Minnesota against other national teams even the US full women's national team I was like what mom <laughs> send more money <laughs> <laughs> I just I just kept going and going and going yeah. and finally like at the end of that summer you know our youth national team made it to the finals and the full women's u.s team that anson was coaching didn't even make it to the finals. Wow. and so anson met with five of us on that youth national team so it was myself lil carla mia and maybe joy i can't remember now um and said can you guys come to china we're going to china and, with- and then you really <laughs> needed more money <laughs> and i said no because I, I was so bright on traveling i was like no i am not going i'm going home and he and he and so i told him i had like summer school or something i made up something <laughs> and he goes do you know what i'm asking you do you understand and I'm like, no not really i don't think so and he's like i'm asking you to play for the united states of america <laughs> you don't get this opportunity very often do you want to go to china and i was like okay maybe i should say yes <laughs> yeah Oh my god, calling my mom for more money. <laughs> You're
2: cracking me up acting like you didn't work so hard. Yeah. Like you were working so hard every day and you earned
3: every part of this journey. Well, the thing that was interesting is uh, yes, i worked hard and I and I I was a grinder and I loved it. But you had no perspective back then of Right? Like, I didn't grow up with women soccer players on my wall because there were yeah, no women's soccer so players. That's so weird. Yeah, team. you couldn't
2: compare the experience to anything. You didn't even know, exa- like, exactly that it was yeah. going to happen.
0: <laughs> Did you have any—
2: yeah, like, like, I
3: didn't even know there was a U.S. women's soccer team before that summer. That's crazy. And I yeah. went, what? And there's a full women's national team? What? What is that? <laughs> like, I had yeah. no idea. I was just playing because I loved it. There was no end game in it. Yeah. It was— so- you know, so who were your? Like, you didn't even think about college. It was so weird. That is weird.
0: So who are your there idols? There who was... was on your wall?
3: Oh, gosh, like men, eight foot tall Laker guys. Or <laughs> yeah. Football guys. Yeah. I mean, it was like basketball, the Lakers and the Rams and the Dodgers, but really no, no women. And that says so much, you know? though. Mm-hmm. I know. Like yeah. you
1: were paving the way and you weren't. didn't even realize you were paving the way yet.
2: Yeah. Like you were the one that was on our wall. Yeah. Which is so weird to think about. We we watched you play when we were younger. I when I was five years old, I don't even remember, but I was at one of your games and my mom was like, Yeah, you went. I'm like, I went? I didn't you know, like it's crazy how far back it goes. Um, for us yeah. at least. Like, but you've done you guys have done so much for the game. It's insane. So how was your experience? Sorry, go ahead.
3: Yeah. No, I was just saying it's just so it was so different because there was none of that perspective, which is is neat. Which is why we you know we we really took our role as role models so seriously because we just didn't ever have that, mm-hmm. which gives you a full different perspective when you're in that position to inspire young girls and young boys, and you never had that as a young girl. So then you you know you're like, oh my God, I wish I had had that. So yes, I'm gonna do whatever I can do to be that person for them.
0: Was there a moment that you realized you were a role model to so many young girls? Like, Does one moment stick out to you?
3: Uh, Probably when the whole 99 World Cup was happening and we were at the um, it was before the final at the Rose Bowl and we had all week in Pasadena training and one afternoon they gave us off and a bunch of us went down to the local movie theater and um and so we were out and about and a girl came up to a few of us and just started bawling a young girl and on like the steps of the movie theater and we thought like something was wrong with her because we hadn't ever experienced that <laughs> from the fan side we were like darling what's wrong are you lost what, what can we <laughs> yeah well, like we thought she was lost exactly where's your mom what's going on and then we realized, like, she was just so excited to see us. She was, like, shaking and crying. That melts my heart. And that was, like, oh, my God. We were, like, whoa, we're on to something here. This is, that's never happened. So that was probably the first.
0: That's so cool. And now,
3: I, you know, that happens. That happens daily. I'm sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, now you get
0: people crying when they see you all the time. <laughs> all
3: the time.
0: All the time. Did that put more pressure on you guys? Like, when you started to realize that, that you were the role models for so many people?
3: I don't think so, because we'd always consider that such an honor and a privilege, Mm -hmm. right? And we always felt like, gosh, if we could serve one purpose, it's that. We didn't have that growing up, so um, can we just, you know, not just teach them to be good soccer players, but be good human beings? And we were really cognizant of that, and that was such just a quality crew of people and humans that I was surrounded by forever. That, that's what I think I, you know, I value the most. I mean, it helps we were winning, of course, because mm-hmm. then you're happier, but it's just a neat group of women yeah, caring deeply about bigger issues.
1: And that's why you guys made the impact that you made. It wasn't just the act of what you accomplished. It was how you did it and, and the types of females that you were.
3: Yeah, and hopefully that came through. I think it does, right? I think that's what probably initially attracted people to that team.
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: when we were at the ICC event where they had a bunch of the 99ers sitting, you know, you guys were all sitting in a line talking, reminiscing about your memories on the team. I was getting FOMO. I'm like, I want to be best friends with them. (laughs) Like, they're they're hilarious. And I think your team morale and, like, the chemistry, it truly shows. And it's just, it's crazy to think, like, when you guys won the 99 World Cup, like, there was no, I don't think there was social media. I don't even think there were, what phones were back then. Like, Blackberries? No. <laughs> like, no. not, not no. even there was not blackberries. The, no. the ones, there was home phones. phones. There was home phones. You're right <laughs> with with phone cords. Um, blackberries. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, sorry. My God.
2: But it's crazy to think how different it is for the national team yeah. now versus when, like, you guys. I feel like back then you were playing purely because you were passionate about it. It's not like you, were, you guys were getting paid yeah. so much money to stick with it. Like, it
0: shows a lot about you guys as a team. Yeah, you're passionate. And you want to grow the game for everyone else. We.
3: We had, like, men on horses that delivered messages, <laughs> right like telegraph, hand-delivered telegraph. You know, we actually talk about that a lot. Like, I was just with Mia and Tisha Venturini doing um, USA Women's Ice Hockey, who I just adore, right? I've covered them for many years yes. with ESPN and have gotten to know a lot of them. And they're just, like, such salt-of-the-earth, awesome, grounded women who care deeply about promoting their sport and, and advancing their sport and growing it. But anyways, they um they got in touch because they're in town playing a Canada rivalry series and um and sadly, this is so tragic. Uh Kobe Bryant was supposed to talk to them on Friday. Oh wow. And yeah, this is um after his passing, of course, and um, so one of them, Kendall Coyne, a friend, reached out and said, hey, are you in town on Friday? And she gave me the story. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Um, I am in town. Let me see if I can gather some friends. So um, so I – I um, hold on. Swaggy's barking. She has to go out for a pee, I think. Oh. That's my dog. What's her name? Swaggy's going to be part of – Swaggy. Swaggy's going to be it. part of the podcast. <laughs> Come here, Swaggy. Come here. I know. You're, you're barking. I'm not paying enough attention to you today. Um, so I called Mia and Tish and told them what happened and they're like, yeah, we'll for sure come. So we were sitting down talking with them for about an hour about culture and, you know, our team and what worked and what we learned and all, and, and the topic of, you know, phones and came up and Twitter and social media. And, and we've talked about it a lot. Like we had none of that. You got on a bus, for example. And um, the bus ride was like the best time because you were singing and you were laughing and you were telling jokes and it was this forced interaction in a you know in a tight space. Versus nowadays, what do we see on buses? Yeah. You know, headphones. Yeah. yeah,
2: headphones no, and then head no in singing, the phone. no
3: laughing. <laughs> that's true. No, that that probably no is. Interaction.
0: Yeah, and that's probably one of the reasons and, why your morale was so good because you guys really did spend a lot of time like talking yeah. to each other.
3: At lunch, you know, you were chatting. You weren't buried into a phone. I mean, we and we talked about it with them. They're like, you you know, you have to carve out time. I said, I'm sounding like a mom right now, but you've got to carve so out true. time and just time interaction. And And Mia said, you know, when she used to have to stay longer for interviews, she said it wasn't the staying longer that bothered me. It was I was missing that great bus time. Yeah. Those like, are our best moments that I think about all the time that I was going to miss that time with you guys. I was That's like, "Oh." So, Aw. so, it is it is a totally different world with that. And then just the challenges of branding and being relevant and, you know, and just how many followers and all of that which you guys know well. It's just it gets all consuming at times. It does definitely does. Sometimes I feel like I. I mean, my phone tells me how
2: long I'm on social media a day, and sometimes I'm like, damn. I, sometimes I wish I didn't have a job where I had to be, you know, relevant with social media yeah. because you miss out yeah. on life sometimes. But yeah. it really does have yeah. beauty. It brings people together, and we're able to, you know, talk about important topics and reach the masses. So we're definitely trying to use our voice yeah. to do that.
3: <laughs> yeah, in a good way. Exactly. It def It definitely has. A- it's positive. But there's times where I just, my, when my kids start saying, you're buried, you know, <laughs> you're just like, okay, I got to be present. Yeah. That, yeah.
2: Yeah, when your kids notice. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, you won the 99 World Cup. What happened? Did things explode? Like, were brands reaching out to you guys and stuff like that? And did you see more opportunity immediately right, f- right from then?
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, everyone wants to talk about it and relive it and, um, you know, tell you where they were. And, and I mean, so many great stories from that. But, yeah, that was definitely, you know, it became, you know, there's a a saying the current team uses that I love. It's not just a moment. It's a movement, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what it felt like. Like, oh, my gosh, you know, for so long we've wanted this to be bigger than you know, the small audience that watches and cares deeply about us and for all these young girls and boys to be inspired, and especially boys, right, too, because they had never seen girls doing that in that type of stage. I think that's healthy for society as well, for them to see that. So um, it definitely felt different after that.
1: What are some soccer girl problems that you had back then that are no longer problems today? I like that.
3: (laughs) 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 Well, I feel like stinky shin guard issues are still a problem, correct? Oh, that's
1: that's still very current, for
0: but, sure. But were there only shin guards with the ankles? <laughs> when,
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> right with the pads that yeah. you cut
2: off. They
0: never protected your ankle.
2: No. <laughs> they, I hated those. You just things. had cankles. Didn't you guys feel like kind of like a loser when you wore those? Like not not yeah. not you specifically. I'm saying like compared, oh, <laughs> compared to like now. I feel, I always felt like if I was wearing those, I, well, more just, so
0: if you didn't have socks to cover it. Like, if you had yeah. short shots with those. Yeah.
3: And, oh, that's the best look ever. You just pull them on over. Oh, my click. goodness. Oh, God, I just felt so clunky. Like, the cankles, too. boy. Yeah. Like, oh, gosh, get those off my ankles. Did you guys um, have only— I used, to, I used to pull this awesome trick where I'd be like, oh, you know, when your shin guards have been in your bag for, like, seven weeks, and it's, like, mold growing <laughs> off of them, so... and the stench is—I used to be like, oh— you guys, I found this incredible new spray you can put on your shin guard and it takes out all the stench. And you'd have them of smelling. course, there was no spray. It was just stench. <laughs> and I'd be like, Here, smell it. I'd <laughs> shove it in their face and they'd be like, ah! Every time. And I'd turn white, turn white, and pass out. I'd be like, ah! I feel like you guys
2: pranked each other so much. Like I feel like I remember Brandy Chastain telling a story about how you guys—I think it was Brandy—how you guys um, told her that she couldn't go to her wedding because you guys had a game or something. Did, was that? Yeah, for, that was, did I hear that from you no, that or was from?
3: Mine. That was mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We like to do a lot of pranks, and it was a good fun. I mean, that's the thing that was so. um authentic to that group is there was so much joy, right? Like there was fun and laughter and, and the coaches, you know, understood that to be such a part of what we did. And we also knew when we had to flip it off and on and, but, um, they trusted that balance and that's why, you know, it's like they had to kick us off in the end because it was just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. We got Brandy. Good. She, she wanted to go back in the day. They, after we played a game now, you know, players can fly home and get out. But they used to do, like, a sponsor dinner. If it was a day game, they'd do, like, a sponsor dinner that night. So you'd have to stay, and they'd do something with their sponsors. And so Brandy wanted to get home for, like, her first – maybe it was a honeymoon. She wanted to finally do her honeymoon <laughs> with her husband. she never got one with Jerry. And so um, I got Tony the Chico, who was the coach at the time – and Hank Steinbrusher who was running the Federation at the time, I got Hank to write a letter responding to her saying, you know, no, sorry, you can't go. We it's thought too you good. were more committed to the national team than this. And Hank signed off on it, and Tony knew about it. So when she got the letter from Hank, we were together, and I knew she was getting it, and she came storming back in the back of the bus, like literally lava coming out of her ear. And, <laughs> like, and she's like, and she's red, and she's so pissed. She's like, you... <laughs> I'm not going to believe this. Read this letter, Julie. Oh, my God. And I said, that's not right. That is not right. Oh, you need to go up to Tony. You need to say something. And so she goes stomping back to Tony to the front of the bus, and she's sitting down with them. and I walk gingerly up a couple minutes later. And Tony and I look at each other, and we're like, I think we got her. She's like, got who? Got who? What are you talking about? Like, yep, we got her.
2: (laughs) Julie, what would you do if Brandy was like, I quit, and then she said the worst thing she could (laughs) have to Tony?
3: (laughs) You'd be like, well, it was pure victory. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, yes, please. I've got her.
2: That is unbelievable. Well, oh, yeah. I, I love, like, we always talk about this. You truly remember those moments with your teammates, like the ones that are off yeah. the field where you're just like crying, belly laughs. Oh my gosh, you'll never forget yeah. those moments. It's incredible. You
3: guys, you guys all played in college together, right?
0: Yeah, we all played at Fairfield University together.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, is it, are are you still tight with all that crew, right? Yeah, we're yeah. actually
0: supposed to go out to dinner on Thursday with a bunch of them. Yeah,
3: finally
1: Aww.
2: reconnect. Sometimes it's hard to yeah. connect with everyone, so we're we're looking forward to it.
3: Aw.
0: Yeah, it'll I be fun. That. We we, yeah, s- we still know. have alumni games, so that's always good. Well,
3: <laughs> And you're still playing? Yeah, we still yeah. play. We treat it like
2: the World Slowly. Cup when we're there. <laughs> Everyone's like, calm down. You're going to break an ankle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's always injuries. <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: so, that's Julie. Like Brandy. Yeah, Since go She a retirement game for herself and then she puts it on like a full size field. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> we should be doing this in the penalty box. <laughs> yeah.
2: I know, we actually, the first time we got to really hang out with Brandy was in 2015 at the Canada World Cup and we remember when we first met her, she she put together a pickup game like outside of where they yeah. were, yeah. the Fox studio. <laughs> and she's playing yeah. so hard, like running around, fitter yeah. than everyone. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She did not kick-ups. She kick dropped down for push-ups on water break. Yeah, sit,
2: sit like up. she wanted to do the push-ups, she's <laughs> like, everyone <laughs> do the push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so great. Uh, so t- tell us about what you're doing now, because you're, you're commentating. You were doing the, the podcast uh, Laughter Permitted with ESPN. Which is hilarious. I love listening yeah, to it. That, oh,
3: thank you. Um, well, as you guys know, having made the foray into the podcast world, it's, um, it's, it, it's a format that I came to um, slowly because my producer, who I do a lot of features with at ESPN, who's now the co-host, And producer of the podcast, Lynn Ozowie, she had said forever after we'd stopped cameras down after an interview, she's like, that's the stuff I want to hear. You stop the camera down and the athlete wants to stay and chat and you guys are chatting away, laughing and telling stories for another 20 minutes about stuff. And she's like, that's what we need to capture. And I'd be like, ah, everyone does podcasts. We don't want, you know, what are we going to do in that space? And so after years and years of, of saying, no, I'm telling you, it's a format you're going to love because you can actually talk to people. Um, I said, OK, let's try it. And we called um, Mia and Carrie Walsh Jennings, who live like three blocks from each other in Manhattan Beach. And we said, hey, can you be our guinea pigs? And they're like, sure. And we're like, we're going to sit down with you separately, but we're going to do two test pods. We'll send it to ESPN and see what they think. Because, you know, ESPN podcast listeners are north of 90% men, right? Yeah, now. yeah. And I just felt like, gosh, if there's a way we could capture these women athlete stories in a in a way that's consumable for women. Like, I don't want to hear X's and O's on a podcast necessarily. Yeah. Like, I want to hear about the challenges and the struggle and, and the joy and all those things that have made them, you know, raw and real and everything else. And so... um, so we sat down with Carrie and Mia and put it together and sent it to uh, ESPN and you know which is what I love about ESPN is they're like and you can do this right you just I just keep throwing stuff at the wall and uh, <laughs> and they they were like we like it a lot let's go and I was like well that was easy okay let's go and then um and then we just started doing season 1 and season 2 and you know it's and it's and it's and it's kicking butt right now it's doing really well That's um so great For, uh, you know, being so new, we were only 30, 30 episodes in. So, um, so we're on, you know, my goal was not to do it every week year round because I do want to take breaks in life. So I told them uh, we would just do batches. Mm -hmm. So we do like 10 at a time, 15 at a time. Yeah. But it's been, as you guys know, it's been so fun because you can actually have conversations. It's amazing when there's not camera and lights and the formality of that, even if you make it as informal as you can, like, there's something about a camera that just, you know, people get sound bitey. Yep, yeah, definitely. And when you have just audio or, you know, even if the microphone's in their face, it's like you get you get something out of them that's just so different. Yeah, so I really, really enjoyed
1: lost it, actually. In the conversation. I remember we were listening to the one with Mia Hamm and her pants. Crying. First off, I was oh. laughing. I was embarrassing myself how hard out loud <laughs> I was laughing at that story. That is one of the right? best... Oh, my God. That is one of the best stories I've ever heard. We were texting about it. Uh,
2: And I was just going to say, I feel like when you're listening to to you, Julie, you are so comfortable. It's literally like you're laying back, like you're just chilling with your friends and you guys are telling all these inside stories. And we feel honestly, it's so connecting. Like I we were saying, like, we cry every time when you guys go off on a tangent about like Uh, past experiences. It's just it's it's wonderful uh, and it's unique. And that's like
3: that's so good to hear because that's exactly what we wanted. We were like. We want to be sitting at their kitchen table pounding donuts and drinking coffee yeah, which we so. always are and the people to feel like they're at the table with us and so that that makes me happy. The the Mia Ham story, like I still cuz we submit it, you know, for awards and stuff. They have this poll clips for stuff. And so I was just listening to that the other day and I I have had to have heard that story now like 15 times. And I said to Lynn, I said I text her, I'm like I am listening to the Mia Ham slip story story for the 15th time and i am still crying laughing like it is so good. <laughs> it's actually
2: something that that happened to shannon <laughs> alana and i uh same thing like what? it's a it's a story that we cry every time we tell it but i'll tell you the quick version we were in miami and we were sharing a room and th- we were there for work we were sharing a room there were two beds we're exhausted after a flight um, I had to share a bed with Shannon, and then Alana was in the in the other bed. But there was this weird wall in our room where, like, you had to walk around the beds to go to the front door. So it was like a huge wall. So we're yeah. exhausted. I fall asleep. Shannon falls asleep. Alana falls asleep. I wake up. I see a light behind the wall. So I'm like, oh my god, there's a light. Like, what the heck? And then I see a shadow like moving around. So I get up, and I'm half asleep. I get up. I turn the corner. I see somebody, like, look up at me with a hood on, crouching on the ground with a light in their face. And I start screaming my head off. Like, I pulled my calf muscles and I peed myself.
1: There's someone in here. There's someone in here. meanwhile, it's just me bent over brushing my teeth quietly (laughs) because I realized I forgot to brush my teeth. I didn't want to wake everyone up. So I'm doing it by, like, my cell phone light. She she screams. Her screams make me—I screamed bloody murder back at her because I was so scared. You have to
0: realize. The light on your face looked like you were Jafar from Aladdin. Like it was the most terrifying thing in the world.
2: So wait. So as I'm pulling my calf muscles, screaming, Shannon, which it would be great at war, by the way, yeah.
0: gets up and she she's about to hit. Alana. Well I jumped over. There was two beds. I jumped over the other bed, ran into the other room, ready, shoved Carly out of the way, and I had like karate
1: hands out, and I was like. Ah! And then
0: we realized it was a lot. I thank God it didn't punch you
1: in the yeah, face. So I was it was all—it was three women in the middle of the night screaming, literally bloody murder, and no one, oh no one came to check no, on us.
0: The hotel didn't say a word. We
2: didn't write a Yelp review, but we freaking should. <laughs> like they need to do something about that.
0: <laughs> but, oh, um, about us screaming?
2: No, but about the security. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, all because you were trying to brush your teeth and be kind and not brush with your yes. teeth in
0: the dark. <laughs>
2: also, too, we learned that I would be a deer in the headlights with any sort of yeah, scary we situation.
0: <laughs> we knew that. We watched Aww. Lifetime with you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Lady Ballers, let's take a quick break and we'll be back in a second.
1: Guys, we have an amazing app to tell you about. We want you to go and download the BR app right now. You can follow your favorite teams, favorite leagues, favorite games, and you're actually going to get the fastest update to these games right to your
3: fingertips. So what's going
2: on for you right now? Like, Or what's next for you?
3: Right now is nice because with Olympic qualifiers happening, there's no games, of course, until she in March. And um, <clears throat> so I'm actually trying to take a little bit of a break, which is nice um, because we have a break from the podcast as well. But like, and then starting March, things get crazy because then you start with the Olympic stuff. And then I, this summer, um, am going to be covering Euros, um and the olympics and um now i do you know little league world series as well in the summer so wow it's going to be like three months on the road yeah def- which is, my summers are always pretty insane because you know it's a world cup or olympics or special olympics or in then always in august is little league world series which i just love to do so um summers are always crazy but this one in particular when everything kind of falls together is a, is a busy one it's the perfect storm
2: you really should enjoy yeah. this downtime, and we really appreciate you taking your time to talk to us.
3: <laughs> oh, no. Are you kidding me? I love you guys. Happy to do it. We I have, love yeah, you. I have, one, I
1: have one more question for you that I just want to tie it all together with. How has it felt, so since you played for the women's national team, won a World Cup, and now you have been remaining in the soccer world but kind of watching it from a different perspective, what has the progress with Women in sports and and soccer exactly like what has that meant to you to be able to watch it? How have you seen it kind of change, or what's something that really has made you be like, wow, this is something totally? This has come so far since when I played.
3: Yeah, well, it's it's so fun to see the the popularity and craziness surrounding the women's team. You know, having covered them, and I get to see it now firsthand um, from you know, the media side and, and especially for my kids, right? We we say this all the time, you know, our kids are now of age, you know, I have 11 and 13 year old, Mia has 13 year old twin, twin girls. Uh, Tish has a 13 year old daughter. I mean, just, I'm just talking about people locally here. Um, All our, our kids are huge, super fans of these guys. And so it's almost this maternal full circle feeling, right? Like, of ah, it's in such a good place and they're doing such good things with it and um and of course winning, which we love too. So that has given me a ton of pride and, and joy watching them just soar. Um and I think they will continue to do that and and you know, and pay, you know, attention which is so important to us, to things that matter beyond the soccer the soccer world. That's why I love the She Believes Cup where they're going to communities and they're doing community impact stuff and I know they're very cognizant of that that type as well. So in terms of women's sports in general, I mean, we thought 99 would be a moment that would be this catalyst and there would be instant change, right? People would think, ah, okay, if they were able to do that with just a little investment planning and timing and, uh, and forethought, we could also put on a big event like that, or we could do, you know, something in our sport and it's been slower (laughs) to to change as, you know, we hoped we thought that would be, Uh, something that became instant in terms of recognition that women's sports are this untapped market with tons of potential. But I do feel like it is evolving and changing in such a positive way. I mean, we've seen it, of course, on the soccer world globally and all these countries that are now starting to realize, you know, that they need to tap into this more, um, which is going to create challenges for the U.S. going forward, for sure, in terms of their domination. But that's a great challenge to have. Uh, but I, I'm still hopeful, you know, And thanks to Title IX in our country, we've got such a head start. I'm just so hopeful that other countries, as we're seeing, you know, with women's soccer and women's football in England um, taking off and and that it's not just soccer, but it's other sports as well. And But there's still, there's you know, you're still fighting the good fight every day, I feel, as well. Yeah, it's, it's going gonna... to get discouraging at times. It's like, really, are we still dealing with this stuff? Like, yeah, but... Why? Why aren't they? You know, why aren't they supporting twelve-year-old girls playing hockey? Or you know, why mm-hmm. are why are we still, you know, rattling the same cage? When do we have to stop doing all the rattling? And there are actually people who just stand up and say, "Let's do this. We should be investing in this."
1: Yeah, and it's great. And it probably feels like the job that is never going to end. But when you really think about it, like even the impact that it's had on your kids, you guys literally inspired the next generation. And if every generation just takes that job and and continues it on, you know, hopefully that progress will start to come around a little bit faster. But it's been very cool to see it change over the years, and we, of course, hope that it keeps
3: climbing. Yeah, and it will. I mean, you're you're starting to see. I mean, so much of it is, you know, it's not out of ill will or bad intentions. It's just this unconscious bias where you have, you know, largely men making decisions, decisions and decision-making positions. And as we see more women, too, getting... And fill those roles, then um, I think that also clearly helps move that pendulum along.
2: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And we vow to keep using our platform as a as a way of helping grow the women's game and to to bring more of these important issues to light because a lot of people, you know, might not know about the, inf- the behind the scenes information that's mm-hmm. happening with with the you know with everything. So. We just we can't thank you enough for just inspiring us since day one um, as soccer players
0: and as entrepreneurs and think we can't thank you enough. Julie, what's the age uh, limit for your sports leadership academy? Can we come? <laughs> <laughs> well, Billy Madison, and we'll come back to
2: school. <laughs>
3: We'll give you the big desk. <laughs> I know we get that all the time because especially my staff, like who are on it for the first year, they're like, "Why don't you do this for adults?"
1: Oh my gosh, <laughs> that would really be really messy. cool. Actually, oh, so yeah, you just create one something.
3: We, we one day we will. It's so much fun. That's my, that's my labor of love.
0: Yeah. So how often? Uh, yeah. How often are you having these? And is it all over the country?
3: So I used to do three weeks of them during the summer, but because my summers are now so Mm -hmm. compacted with uh, television stuff, we do just one on the East Coast in New Jersey at the Petty School. And then we do one on the West Coast at a small college right next to Stanford called Menlo College. So, um, but we, you know, the model was built, it started with just soccer and leadership and overnight camps that don't just teach a girl how to kick a soccer ball. And it's for girls 12 to 18, but, um, or 12 to, you know, 40. (laughs) Um, perfect (laughs) and uh and the idea was you know let's just not teach them how to be an athlete but how to you know raise their hand and be strong and confident and be a change maker in their communities and do service i'm a big believer you know that one of the best forms of leadership is just serving others Mm and um and so they come up with a leadership service project that they take back to their communities while they're with us and they spend a week with us and you play soccer or we we've added basketball and lacrosse in uh new jersey and water polo in california and um so you play your sport for half of the day and the other half would do this really fun leadership curriculum which uh you know teaches them to get out of their comfort zone and speak up and all these things that i learned by playing that i wanted young girls to learn at an earlier age than me so it's fun we have a ton of fun it's not at all like here are the ten virtues of leadership. Standing at a whiteboard, <laughs> you know, it's super interactive and team building and silliness and dancing and singing and all the craziness I that, that I love.
0: That's awesome. So yeah, the the one in New Jersey is in, at the end of June, and then the one in California is mid-July. So we'll try yeah, and get exactly. to both.
2: <laughs> See there you there. I will suck
3: you into the vortex.
0: I'll Get you guys working, doing it. Perfect. Don't make me sing on go. stage, though. We'll we'll make the lunch. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Right, so we'll,
3: you're gonna take night duty in the dorm. There we
0: go. <laughs> so we'll put that info uh, in the description. But anyway, thank you so much for okay, speaking thanks. with us, and hopefully we run into you somewhere again because that was so much fun when we saw you in um, in Paris at the Luna. The Luna. Event. You're
3: gonna. You got to be coming to the March game in uh, New York, right? Yeah. Oh we'll yeah, be we there. actually are. Yeah. Yeah. So text me. Perfect. All right. together. All right. Nice. Thank you, Julie.